I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Don't kill me, man! I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, back. It's been two years to this day that we've been gone. <laughs> At least close enough. It's around there. It's, it's close. I know it's been horrific without us. Mm-hmm. I know you've been checking every single day. Refreshing, my refresh, phone, refresh. Yep. My phone's been blowing up every single day. Where wondering where there's new, when the new pod's going to drop. They've been asking about you, Josiah. Yep. But uh, there's been no answer. <clears throat> no, not not until now. But now they can rest assured. I think we found we found the right movie to come out of the woodworks for. I think that's right. Yeah. No. I don't think there was another one that could have quite summed it up so well. Yeah. But yeah. So what are we uh, talking about? I don't know. What was it? Joker. Oh yeah, the Joker. <laughs> Joker. Do you need to change your notes? Did you prepare for some other movie? I I didn't make any notes. Oh, okay. I just figured we would. You told me to come prepared. I, I did. came prepared. I did. I had my little my little keyboard, my little Bluetooth keyboard. I connected my phone. I typed all this out on that. Nice. Yeah. Like, See, real, there's real quite a lot. Yeah. There. There Jesus. Are, there's notes. There's uh, bullet points. You know. There's numbers. <laughs> just how would you prepare? I plugged in the mics for you guys. That's about it. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah, he's, that's you, a good guy. Yeah. You saw Joker, Josiah. I want your first thoughts. I, I did not see Joker, Tom. Well. So. Well. Y'all can y'all can spoil it for me if you want. Okay. Okay. Tell me. Okay. This will definitely be a spoiler podcast. Spoiler horrific. Yeah. But really, I mean, when it comes down to it. Are there any beats in this movie that you didn't see coming, Gordon? Are we really spoiling stuff for Josiah? You know, it does take you through a couple twists where you think one thing's happening and then another thing happens. So maybe it just depends on how uh, you know whatever in he's tune talking you about are. got spoiled for me, and it really didn't change anything for me. Yeah, I got it spoiled too, Josiah. So I thought it was a nice twist. These are my notes, by the way. Three words. It's three words. Wow. <laughs> um. So let's let's just start with our general. Wait, wait. Before we go there. Okay. Our absence. Two years. Where have we been? What have we been doing? Oh, we're gonna stand on ceremony. Or do people care? <laughs> they just want to hear us talk about movies. <laughs> they don't care if I got unemployed. Wow. If there was several deaths very close to me. Well, I mean, kinda. And uh, I had to move. You know, I just, we just been bogged down here. You yep. know. Yep. And the other day, I got a glimpse of the old equipment in the corner collecting dust. And then I had fantasies, delusions of grandeur, you could say, mm-hmm. about ripping that box open and doing what I love to do. Gordon, where have you been? Just chilling out. That's about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah no no tragedies on my end um just uh moving a bunch just yeah. moving around working M- moving around and working yeah. yeah got some got some dogs now yeah I did finally find a good job so it was it was shaky there for about a year yeah. moving doing odd job to odd job terrible but we got some stable employment now I'm proud of you buddy and uh it was just watching the Joker you know I wanted to see it it just looked different. It looked like it was actually going to be a good DC movie. Mm-hmm. And I just got so excited when I saw that first trailer, not knowing nothing else. And then hype got built around it. Like, I haven't seen for a movie in a while. Maybe since that last Avengers, which was good, by the way. We talking Endgame? Yeah. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? Mm-mm. Did you see, uh, what was the first one? What was it, Josiah? Uh, the one before it. Uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. I did see that. Did you like him? It wasn't bad. 
Oh, so you I, love Justice I, League. I don't like <laughs> But Infinity War was just... It was For okay. the record, if you li- if you listen to the last podcast... Two years ago. Everything else that I said about Justice League, I take back. It was horse shit. I agree with Gabe now. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Old Gabe, if he's out there and he wants to join us, he's very welcome. Yep. Wherever he may be. Hopefully he's not in a gutter somewhere. Haven't spoke to him in a while. Yep. But you never know. Yep. Maybe he's running a Fortune 500 company. Could be. That'd be cool. Then we really need to call him. Yep. We definitely need to call him then, yeah. Get some new mics or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, Joker, when I watched it, it, I just had so many opinions on it that I was not hearing. I was like, do people really understand this movie? Mm-hmm. What it is? And is the hype around it appropriate, we'll say? Well, you and I have the advantage of having two totally different perspectives here. Mm-hmm. You come from a comic book background. Correct. You know a lot about the character. Yes. And the universe that he is uh, showing up in. I know next to nothing about it other than what I've seen in films. Right. And how he's been depicted in the past. So I feel like with that perspective you had, you would enjoy this movie a tremendous amount compared to me. Yes. Okay. That is my opinion. That's what yes. I was expecting. Right. <laughs> what was your initial vibe on the Joker? I, I still have not seen the still, Joker. Still hasn't seen it. No. I see. Okay. I see. Well, we'll move on then. Yeah, we'll move on. Um, where do you want to hit first on this film, Gordon? Well, Pros, cons, what you liked about uh, the performance, the narrative, the underlying themes. I see you going through your book of notes over there. Yeah, yeah. I want to I wanna start off with something I liked the most about this film. Okay. Um, and it touches pretty close to home with me as well, since I do um, deal with mental illness. Um, the theme of this mm-hmm. movie, which is mental illness. Yep. Um, kind of a different take for what we've seen from a Joker yeah. In the past. Yes. Um, I mean, it's always been kind of obvious that he's had mental illness, but it hasn't really been really touched on, like, you know, with seeing counseling and being on eight different medications. Right, right, right. Um, so, I think there's reason for that, Gordon. Yeah. I, I know what you're going to say, and I've got it written down as one of my points. Oh, is this right? I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the gradual shift... From the timidness, the vulnerability, to the delusion, the acceptance. The delusions, yes. Um, of the delusion. Right, right. The acceptance that uh, he's not like normal people. A lot of people deal with this stuff. Yeah. So um, I thought that that was done very well in yeah. this movie. I thought that they, the pacing of the movie, of getting him from point A to point B mentally, yes. was perfect. Yeah, Cut, cutting of funding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a lot of good themes in yep. there. Yep, and then all the things that happened in between that ultimately lead to the big finale. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that was one of my favorite things about this film. Yeah, and I think all that's good and good narratively, and it makes sense narratively. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it needed to be Joker mm-hmm. because that is not the Joker character in any way. People want to say, well, this is an early Joker. Wasn't even an early Joker type of thing. The kind of mental illness that Arthur Fleck deals with is a real thing, you know, and uh, people do struggle with it, but it's not something that is inherent in the Joker character and never been in any iteration ever. So, yeah, so inform us a little bit because there's multiple Jokers, right? If Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken, Arthur Fleck is just one of them. Right. And what is his... What's what is what is it about him that sets him apart from the other Jokers in the universe or in the comics? And the Joker is charisma incarnate. He charms you, and he's he's zany and he's wild, but he's not crazy. And I don't think there's ever been an ins- an iteration where he's been crazy. So you think he's very calculated? I think there's he, nothing crazy about what he's doing. His he knows mental exactly strength what's going on. is a ten. The only other character in the Marvel or the DC universe that's a ten is Batman. Batman yeah. They're the only two, of course. They which got, is why they match up so well. Right? Exactly. This is a guy whose intellect 
can beat a guy whose IQ is almost, you know, starts with a three. So, Are there any Jokers that are just chaos? They're not, they don't, you know. Not in this way. This Joker, I mean, Arthur Fleck, he doesn't. The best way to put it would be Arthur Fleck is somebody the Joker would recruit. He would be a thug, a henchman, because mm-hmm. the Joker has such charisma. He attracts those type. He of attracts minds that are weaker. Yeah, you know he wouldn't be taking eight medications. He wouldn't have delusions. He may have some delusions when it comes to Batman because he sees him as such a otherworldly character. Mm-hmm. But his mental strength is on point. He, you know, convinces these people that are super smart, like Harley Quinn as well. You know, makes breaks her down, right. forms her. And just that, you know, the worst part for me was when he was like, can you introduce him as Joker? And he's just so meek and just so weak. It's like, I don't see this character. It, it, they, he never displayed not once throughout the movie anything of Joker. See, but that that actually at that point, I think that he is truly Joker. That is the point where he's got it figured out and he's cool with it and he's rolling with it exactly as, you know, something that he's been trying to push away for such a long period of time. I, that is actually where I think... Um, we differ because that's that's where I think he's he's totally in control at that point, and he's not timid or meek. I think he's just playing the game at that point to keep them off the trail. So because he knows what he's going to do when he comes out there. I really didn't see displayed. It almost felt like yeah. a crime of passion. Hmm. But I think because he, we all know what he did have planned because we get to see him do it by himself hmm? out of the points. We knew what he did have planned, which was to commit suicide, Josiah. Mm-hmm. He was going to shoot himself on stage in front of everybody. It's like, yep. I'm this weak guy. And I'm going to do this thing. And at the last minute, he decides to point the gun and kill Robert De Niro instead. Mm-hmm. So let's, for anybody that's not as familiar with the movie, let's kind of explain that a little bit, Wait, how this please, comes about. Please do that. Uh, because a little. throughout the film, he keeps catching uh, this talk show. Robert De Niro is a talk show host. It's kind of like an awesome like thing late, for him. Late night, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, he kind of gets lost into these, the talk show. Watches There's one it with point, his mother. Yeah, he watches it with his mom. There's one point where he is delusional and pictures himself yeah, as an audience think, member. He wants and, to be on the show, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, long story short, his chance comes when Robert De Niro makes fun of a video that pops up of him. Doing stand-up. Doing stand-up and failing miserably at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they decide, because he was so popular of a video... Um, they to actually to, bring him on. Yeah, they wanted to bring him onto the show, and that's what sets that in. And that's when he kind of creates his persona as the Joker to go on this show and yep. be the Joker. See, that's and that's I think that is the turning point of the film right there. I think that's when everything starts ramping up because the first half of the movie or so, it's him getting his ass kicked. It's him being delusional about having a girlfriend um yeah just all pretty much everything that could possibly go wrong in somebody's life is going wrong with his but once that point hits once he gets accepted onto the show that's when things start kicking off if i'm not mistaken his first murders happen after he's he's uh um given the call correct right the first ones that were on the subway that well, no, uh, right. Besides that, is when he kills his buddy. Yeah, but still, I mean, none of it really says Joker to me. It says mentally ill person. Well, let me ask you this because I I did write this down because I knew you were going to say this. Your your opinion. I knew what your opinion was going to be. So, how does this film stand on its own merits without Calling it a Joker movie. If you call if it, was not if this Joker. was Clown X movie, yeah. guy that likes to dress up as clown sure. and has mental illness and shoots Robert De Niro in the face, it would be a pretty decent film. It's not anywhere near Taxi Driver or the twist and turns that movie takes because it's like a straight line. Mm-hmm. It's like a mentally ill movie about a mentally ill person with Joker pain on it. To give it, you know, to sell it to people. Mm-hmm. Just kind of how, like, Star Wars Battlefront, I mean, there was nothing inherently in that game that said Star Wars, 
you know, the first one because it was basically just Battlefield. two teams fighting each other and it had Star Wars paint on it. Yeah. There was no narrative there. Mm-hmm. It's just what it was. Just how this movie, it didn't need to be Joker. It's about a mentally ill person with Joker paint on it because nothing that Arthur Fleck does throughout the entire film is inherent to Joker. When he's getting beat on the subway, you just see him, you know, He's really getting beat up. Yeah, and he, feels he curls it. up in a ball. Joker, I mean, his mental state allows him. He doesn't feel pain. He takes beatings from the bat, and with, he gets right, pleasure, yeah. gets right up. Yeah. Doesn't feel it. Yeah, he seems to enjoy it, actually. This, this, and he gets beat by those guys in the, in the uh, when he gets hit by the sign. Just, and that, and there's a lot of examples of where they could have gone this way, but they went this way. And again, it's an early Joker Early Joker, they they should show me something. There was not one scene, even at the end, Gordon. At the end, I'm thinking he's going to bust out of the back of this cop car, kill both cops, stand on it, and, and get everybody to come around him because he's got charisma, because he's the Joker. But instead, it all happens for him. Somebody crashes into him, escapes. The, the Joker wouldn't need anybody. He never needed anybody. Mm-hmm. He's completely independent. He starts from the bottom. And builds his own empire. And it's almost like this is built around him through happenstance. And that's why I just don't see it as the Joker character at all. So you're willing, are you, you're unwilling to, um, I guess, look past what the Joker has been and have a totally new origin. For him. Right, right. You're, you're you're not you're you don't want condition. that at all. You don't want you you want to see Joker that you are familiar with. You don't want them well, to recreate a that. new version of Joker because we see different versions of Joker every time he's in a movie. It's I felt like they used the Joker in this film. They used his name mm. to people that really don't know a lot about the character, and I'll tell you why. Mainly because this Joker is not going to fight the Batman. There's no way that would ever happen. Well, he has, yeah, the Batman movie coming out with Robert Pattinson has been confirmed to not have Joaquin Phoenix. That's what I thought, because there's no way. This Joker, who he is, he he's not going to ever be able to fight the Batman. At least not in this, unless they completely change who he is in that film and the next film. And all of a sudden, he's like Heath Ledger's Joker, which is the best depiction of Joker by far sure. in any movie, including Jack Nicholson, as far as who the Joker is as a character. He doesn't have mental illness he doesn't suffer from anything he's complete confidence you know he he complete nihilism yeah he doesn't care what other people think this joker was pouty the whole film he's like i just kind of want people to be nice to each other and everybody's so mean to each other and you you say that the bad people are the nice ones but really you know everybody's i'm a nice person and nobody's nice to me kind of deal and it's just kind of pathetic and Joker wouldn't care about any of that. He'll shoot you in the face for being nice. He'll shoot you in the face for being mean. Either way, it matters nothing to him. Is that not what we see at the end of the film, though? Not really. The very, very end of the film. He shoots Robert De Niro, but he But would, no, after that. What does he do? He's in the mental asylum. And he kills... And he just... The annoying therapist. That randomly murders the annoying therapist. If he, had, if he had murdered... If he had just pointed the gun at the crowd and just started shooting people randomly, maybe... Because you got scenes in better Batman works like The Dark Knight Returns, where when the, he goes on the talk show, which I think that's what they tried to rip this off and did a terrible job at, he, his first words with complete confidence is, I'm going to kill everybody in this room. And everybody just laughs like, who is this guy? That's a Joker move. Mm-hmm. But this Joker is more about, I want to send a message that mean people should die. And that people at the top that act like they're nice or not, they're mean. That's not that's not anything in the Joker character. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to be like uh, a, a hero type character, uh, a misunderstood, you know, person at the top that's going to bring salvation to people like him, mentally ill people that need saving. And he even gets a bunch of people to follow him. But again, the Joker character, he's not like that. He's a he's just he's just about to cause as much mayhem as possible. He doesn't have any message to send. He doesn't have anybody to save. He just wants to destroy everything. And he'll rob banks to get money. To do. I couldn't see this Joker like turn into crime. It's like he's almost like a 
like I said, like a monarch to his own community. Mm-hmm. He's not about, you know, coming after the bat or, you know, causing as much chaos as possible. And, you know, the Batman's not even going to be Batman for another 20 years, by the way. Bruce, True. He's like, he's like eight in this film, just uh, The Waynes don't even get killed to the end just because they wanted that scene in there, by the way. How'd you feel about that? How it was depicted? It just, it felt a little ham-fisted. It was just there. It's kind of like, oh, we can just throw that in there at the end. It really didn't mean anything. It really didn't say anything. Yeah. It was just kind of there. Oh, and the Waynes get killed at the end. The Joker kill him? No. Just but some random person. Because there's like riots at the end. Cause, because you know, of Joker. All the people in the city, all the downtrodden that thinks that the Waynes are ruining the city are kind of like coming to the Joker's aid. Because he killed three like Wall Street guys on a subway. And nobody know, knew who it was, but everybody just saw these three guys get killed. And some people were kind of happy about it. Because like, hey, these rich guys got killed. They were assholes. Mm-hmm. We like that. That's why I liked this movie as well, because it's extremely pertinent to what is what we see around us today. It's yeah. clearly a commentary on that. It did, yeah, in a lot of That's ways. That's exactly what's going on. In a lot of ways, yeah. And like I said, if it was its own thing without Joker, because Joker wouldn't care about that kind of stuff. Sure. They could have just did another guy, and it would have made it a lot better and a lot more impactful for me, mm-hmm. personally. Other people don't care, because they just know the Joker's a crazy guy. Sure. You know, so, crazy guy, pay money, see... That's Joker, fair. and that's fine. You know, not everybody's, not everything's got to be, you know, tuned for me. You know, the audience mm-hmm. liked it. It may it had the biggest October opening of all time. Yep, people like this film. I haven't really heard anything Huge. bad about it. Yep, which is why I wanted to come on here and just say my opinion. Yep, see if and it I resonated. Mean, there's even Oscar buzz for right. Joaquin Phoenix, which well. I think could be. Be that fair? Because he yeah. did a great job. I think he, no complaints. I there. think he killed it. Regardless of how you feel about Joker in this universe, I think they got he, some things right with that. He did an amazing job with his look because he just had that sickly. Because the Joker, he doesn't worry about eating. Mm-hmm. He doesn't worry about taking care of himself. He's got he's he's a straight line. There's a there's a chaos. There's a fantastic part that I really liked uh, that d- kind of depicts him perfectly. Is uh, the camera. Um, a behind shot of him sitting on a bench, like pulling his shoe apart. Yeah, and he's like all hunched over, yeah, and his back is like all just, crooked, and it's it's gross he looking. Looks, he looks disgusting. Yeah, he does. He looks subhuman. Yeah, almost, he just is, he doesn't look like a yeah, person. Yeah, the, the Joker. He just has such. There's so much going on with him. He that, that would be how he would look. They did a great job on that part. For that's sure. that's what I've heard is that was at least one thing they wanted to definitely get yeah. from how he it's made very it grotesque. Yeah, you feel it in the movie. It's almost an underlying theme of just his just the weird mm-hmm. body horror, almost like a like a Cronenberg type film <laughs> or something. You know, almost to that level of just the disgusting nature of just his being. I guess you could say. So let me ask you this. Do you think, with your history with the Joker, how you you know you know about him so much, do you think it's even a good idea to have an origin story, an origin movie for Joker? Nobody else ever has. I think it could be done. I think it could be done right. You think? You think so? Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, most people go with this one bad day thing, to where he just. Something happened to him. He's one bad day away from, or everyone else is one bad day away right. from being him. And, and that's that's what he thinks is funny. Is like, you think I'm so weird and so crazy, but you're one bad day away from being me. Mm-hmm. So don't, so you know, don't get uh, high on your horse because it could happen to anybody. And that's one of the things he thinks is so funny. I'm kind of split on that. Because I think what makes the character, for example, Christopher Nolan's Joker, I think what makes that character so gripping and unsettling is how much mystery he's shrouded in. That's the Joker. He, his motives, his intentions are more and more unclear as the movie go on, right, goes exactly. on. Right, exactly. It is impossible to tell what he's going to do. 
Right. And that's what makes him so unsettling. And mainly it doesn't matter because the Joker doesn't see it as mattering. So it shouldn't matter to us as an audience in the comics or right. on the movie because he doesn't care where he came from. Right. And you can you can tell that. It doesn't matter to him. Yeah. He doesn't have an origin in his own mind. Right. He is the Joker. Well, that's why and that's when in that movie in his origin story changes like three times. Every exactly. time he tells the story. Yeah. And that's what makes it so unsettling. It feels a little cheap. When you see his origin story and you know right. what's going on, so anything right. you say or anything he says, you know if he's bullshitting you or not. Right, right. And plus you can do so much with the character. The movie does try to fool you into believing some things that aren't happening. Like, right. for example, the girlfriend, uh, he thinks that he's dating this girl. Like, literally, there are scenes where he is walking around town with her, and they're right. He's in delusions. the hospital Full with Full on delusions, Josiah, of having a. Girlfriend. And then all of a sudden, it goes back. It, you, you get flashbacks of those scenes, and he's by himself. And he's right. talking to he himself. He was never with anybody. He's never with them. Which, again, never, never in any iteration of the Joker does he have delusions on that level. Okay. That's of a mentally ill schizophrenic. Sure. Again, a mind that, that he would have Somebody that's certainly dealing with psychosis. Somebody which he is could what he's heavily dealing with. To shoot up a bank for him. Somebody that he could easily trick because mm-hmm. he has such mental strength. Right. But, uh. So, yeah, that's. That. I, I am And it was the twist. That was the twist. Because all of a sudden, his girlfriend was never there. Because he, like, goes and sits in her apartment and she's like, oh, who are you? What yeah. are you doing here? And it's like... I just felt a smile creep up on my face like, oh shit, that's all fake. I, I, I just kind of felt it coming. I already knew it was coming. So I had Shelby leaned over to me. me. She's like, there's no fucking way that that chick would date him. No way. I, everybody was saying that. No way. When I, I was saw like, it, well, uh, maybe, I don't know. She was hot. And so you were scoffing. You were like... I yeah. think I saw her in the trailer and I was like... So they're like together? That's kind of... Yeah, because he looks like... It's a delusional love interest. He looks insane, and he looks scary, and no one would go near him if they had, you know, yeah. if they were all there in the head. Yeah. She she called it. I I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on it. <laughs> he was really good. You wanted it to be. I was just kind of rolling with the flow on that. Um, but yeah, that was a that was an interesting interesting move to to give him that. But yeah, I think that's the only part where the movie tried to fool us and um, make us feel slightly unsettled. You know, not because we're not getting the truth, right? Which is what we have seen in the past with yeah. the Joker, which people enjoy. Yeah, like I said, I think it's inherent for the Joker character not to have an origin, but I do think if you got the right people, it could be done right. And I, do, I didn't mind the mother character; you could have her in there. And the fact that she was having delusions, that was fine with me, because we don't know her. And it builds resentment towards, you know, her and him. So there is a there is kind of another sub-twist in there uh, with her relationship with Thomas Wayne. Yes. How did you feel about that? Uh, I could, it was fine. It was fine. You know, it's like she used to work for Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. decades ago, Josiah. And I don't think she's had a job since. And she claimed that at one point in the movie, she claimed that the Joker was, you know, his uh, his bastard son. Mm. He went off. So there's a part of the movie he where he on spins, Yeah, there's a there's a part of the movie where you believe that Thomas Wayne is not the guy that he's been depicted as in right. the past. And, and you so, kind of think, oh shit, Batman's family might be kind of shitty. Yeah, and Batman has a half brother. The Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Oh wow! What do you think about that, Josiah? Would <laughs> yeah, you? The twist in they didn't do that though, right? No, that is the, those okay. false. <laughs> that is false. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his mother is She's as crazy, crazy as right. he is. She has delusions, which so. you know you hear about. You hear the, the stuff does happen. Yep. Know? When a woman like there's like a hundred women out there that'll say you know that their their son is like Elvis's or something. Mainly because they want to get, you know, some of that estate. Sure. You know, maybe they had a drunk night with him or something. For her, I don't think it was necessarily that. I think she just legitimately thought that she had right. had relations well, yeah. with Yeah, she Thomas had Wayne. mental illness to where it went a step further. She she was in full-on psychosis as well, yeah. just like Joker. She He found out all this by, you know, going and finding some of her files at Arkham Asylum. Or wherever this... Uh, it might not have been Arkham. 
I think it was. Yeah. Was it? Okay. I think that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. And he looked her file up and read all this information, which I guess they held that in records. Do they do that? They do. They write um, it down. It is accurate because you know that's he, he, he wasn't he wasn't allowed to. <laughs> well, it was just everything that she had said while she was there. I, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I see. They kept records of that. Right. But um, it was. I mean, it was picked accurately because he definitely had to steal those to get them. Otherwise, right. he would have needed his mom's signature to, mm-hmm. to get a hold of those. So. Um, so one other thing I wanted to ask you about before we move on is what did you think of his laugh and why he has the laugh? Because this is totally different from what I've ever seen in the Joker. I don't know if this has ever happened in the comic books. I don't think so. But what do you feel about how that was done? I thought that part of it was a bit unnecessary. Really? I, I may have heard of that condition before. Do you know anything about that? Is that Never a real, heard of it. It's like where he has to pass out cards to people saying, I have you know, an, a condition to where I laugh. In very uncomfortable situations right. where he uh, is put in... It's kind of uh, like yeah. Tourette's. Yeah. yeah, yeah he starts laughing hysterically, and he does that crazy Joker laugh. Situations. I, I, yeah. got, I got recommended a video on YouTube the other day. Yeah. Of a, a guy with that condition. Laughing. Okay, so it is real. It's okay. based in reality. So maybe there that's you why. Go. I still don't think it was necessary. They. Could I just... liked. I I really liked it because uh, other than the part where the only reason he has it is because his mom was with some abusive guy and he had a traumatic head injury right. as a kid. That's why he has the laugh. Brought it on. Hmm. So uh, the laugh is not voluntary in this film. Um, in this universe, the laugh is completely involuntary, which I kind of like because that gives some inconsistencies to him. That gives some uh, mystery to him because you don't know when it's going to pop up because he is so out there. He is so beyond reality that he doesn't even understand what's funny. Like there's a there's a scene yeah. where he's at the com- he's at the comic store or at the uh, comedy uh, show mm-hmm. and people are laughing and then somebody se- sets up a punchline. Um, he laughs at all the wrong. He laughs times. at the, all all the wrong times. He's like laughing at the setup instead yeah, of the punchline. Instead line. of the punchline, yeah, exactly. And he's like, is everybody laughing? He yeah. doesn't understand comedy at all. Not not even the least. He doesn't bit. find the things that me and you as a person would think is funny. He thinks very strange things are funny. For example. Somebody being killed by a drunk driver, which right. is one of the jokes that he told on Robert De Niro's show. Yeah, he thinks stuff like, which that, that is a little bit in the Joker character. Yeah. He does, you know, two dead babies. Yeah. That's hilarious to him. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But now, I don't know if it would make sense necessarily to go so far as he doesn't know when other things are funny to people. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, maybe he's learning it like a social thing. He, he under I think he understands that they find it funny, but he doesn't. Right. So he doesn't know when to laugh, but he understands that they're laughing and he doesn't get it. Right. And then, so, you know, he goes up on stage and he has more delusions of people thinking he's hilarious. Yeah. Type deal. It's only until we see the Robert De Niro right. footage. We of him see the take back. Yeah. And when you watch it, it appears that everybody's laughing at his jokes. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you see everybody's like booing, thinks he's a piece of shit, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, nobody's laughing. No. So yeah, there's a. I, I liked I liked the laugh. I liked that it was um, an involuntary thing. I liked that it was a, a condition because it kind of it grounded it in a certain way. Um, and it it took a lot of I guess it took a lot of pressure off of him getting it right with you know because it would be a voluntary. Th- you know what I'm you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like Jared Leto. I think he tried way too hard with his Joker laugh, and it. He, I don't think anybody was, liked it. He was going somewhere. Yeah. So and we'll talk about him later. Because <laughs> I, I want to talk say, about some stuff his, he's been saying. Besides his, this is probably you know my second least favorite. I like everybody else's better. This is your second least favorite Joker laugh. Laugh. Okay. Yeah. I would say this is this is tied with Heath Ledger's for me. He got a lot more to do with it, you know, mm-hmm. because it, it's built around the Joker character. So I was just really hoping he would just knock it out of the ballpark beyond. But I just don't think, you know, just I don't think he's got the pipes for it, I guess. I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, it's just what it was. You know, it was fine. Yeah. 
I can I can get that. I didn't think he was trying too hard though. Kind of like it didn't it didn't come off. Yeah, it didn't it didn't come off as right. uh, He did what he could with what he had. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was. uh, While Leto was overcompensating, definitely. His whole Joker was overcompensating. Yeah. Which, you know, you can't really... I mean, a lot of that, I don't think a lot of those were his decisions with how they went with that character. Well, I've been reading some stuff that might say otherwise. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We'll talk about it in a little bit, though. Okay, whose idea was the damage tattoo on the forehead? That's all I want to know. I don't think it was his. Okay. I hope it wasn't That his. was the worst part. That was a stupid idea. All the tattoos was retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> um, What was your favorite scene in the movie, Gordon? Hmm. I would say probably when he um, sh- just loses it on uh, one of his his buddy clown. Yeah, the guy that gave him the gun originally. Him and the uh, um, yeah the little, little guy. They they come over to the apartment to check on him. Yeah, his two friends. They're worried about him. They've been hearing some things. Mm-hmm. Some. Cops have been coming around asking some questions. Yep. So they go over to check on him. What does he does he bring him a pie or something? I'm not sure what he. I don't think he brings him anything. Uh, they just show up because he's concerned that he thinks that he's gonna say something about him giving him the gun. Right. And they just want to get the story straight. So when they all talk to the police, they know what to say. So everybody's got a pretty big hunch that he's behind it. Yeah, or involved in some some manner. It's the big. It guy. happened right after he was fired. Right. It's a big guy, and then a little person yep. came with him, and they were all talking. Yep. And then so all of a sudden, he grabs what is it? Scissors. I think it was scissors. Yeah. And he just stabs the shit out of that guy's neck until there's just blood just everywhere. All he of just a sudden starts banging him up against the wall with it. There really wasn't anything the guy said to provoke it. There really wasn't any. Thing he did, which you know, that's inherent in the Joker character. He does things just when he feels like doing them, and he doesn't. But care to a certain extent, that guy was kind of a dick to him. So a little bit, he it felt looked like he he looked cowardly trying to cover his tail and maybe even throw the Joker under the bus. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he brutally murders that guy, and the little the little guy he just cowering in the corner, cowering in the corner, like, oh shit, oh my <laughs> god, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> And then uh, he's like, oh, you can go. I'm not going to hurt you. He's like, I'm not going to hurt you, little fella. <laughs> and and then, then he starts to walk past him towards the yeah, door. Yeah, he's got a, like, there's a tiny hallway, and he's just there with the dead body in the hallway just uh, Yeah, so he so has to little walk guy's got to go leave. step over the dead body <laughs> to get to the door. Yeah. And so, you know, Joker's just sitting there, and the little guy's, like, very timidly. Walking on the body, and then he like Joker does like this jump scare. Where he's like, "Boo!" And he scares the little guy. And he prances over to the door, and then, and then he just can't a, just a horrific. It's a pretty scary moment for real. Um, <laughs> a lot of tension being built in this. When they scene. when the guys first came in, Joker locked the uh, the deadbolt. This little guy can't reach can't the deadbolt, so Joker Joker that. physically has to stand up from the pool of blood that he's just yeah. laying in. He's like oh, I get it for you, <laughs> and opens the door and lets, lets him, him out, out. <laughs> and just lets him go. That was um, one of my favorite scenes in the. It was probably the best scene in the film for sure yeah. for me as well. A lot of people liked the dance part from the uh, bathroom. That's what everybody it was. Yeah, really... he dances very. There's a guy at my work on my line that dances like that from time to time. A very strange individual. Just like these weird, like otherworldly movements, kind of like it's, I don't know, some kind of yoga or like some kind of East Asian yeah. technique combined yeah, it's, with it's some like something modern, that's been channeled through him. From what I heard from the director, yeah, from what I heard from the director, I believe is who it was, is he wanted to picture the Joker having like music in his head. Right. He wanted the Joker to kind of have this constant music in his head. Um, I've heard some people say that didn't work for him, that scene. Like, they didn't understand why he was dancing at that moment. I was like, well, he just... That was kind of out of the blue. If I'm not mistaken, that was not totally intentional. Like, um, for example, there was a couple things that were not intentional. Well, he just killed the guys on the subway, and then yes. he goes and dances. Yep. And I was like, it's kind of like a celebratory thing. It's how it, it, it's it was, what it said to me. It was a, I, I saw it as more of like a mark of like freedom. Like, he finally right. felt... Um, you know, relief. He felt free. He felt like he was himself yeah, for the first time. He's happy. Yeah. And this is how he expresses it. Yeah. That's what, you know. I, I liked I it. I don't know why people got so hung up on it. 
Yeah, I liked the scene. It was like um, they didn't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great scene. Um, the other one that wasn't intentional was actually the very beginning, where he's like pulling his mouth apart. Yeah. And uh, like that tear rolls down. Yeah. That was unintentional. He wasn't supposed to start crying. So. It does, yeah. It adds to like, like there's something deep from whatever he's showing on the surface, he feels something different inside. Right. Which is basically, I mean, that's, that's what, the Joker. That's, and that's mental illness. Yeah. You know, people put on a face every day. But on the inside, they're just sad. Exactly. You know? Yep. And that's that's just what's displaying. One of my favorite scenes, though, was a, uh, you know, he's a party clown by trade, Josiah, and he's dancing for kids in a cancer ward. And it's <laughs> yeah. just very depressing. It's just good, watching him. <laughs> Dance in front of all these kids, and then all of a sudden, his gun falls out on the floor in front of everybody. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you know, frantic to pick it up, and <laughs> I just busted out laughing. And then for the next ten minutes, he's trying to defend to his boss and everybody else that it was a prop. It was a prop gun, Josiah. It wasn't real. It was <laughs> like, part of my act. Like, why do you have a prop gun? <laughs> it's like it's a new bit I'm working on. Chill yeah. out. And I just laughed. That was that was the funniest part of the movie for sure. That was there's really not a lot of comedy in the movie at all. You're not gonna laugh. It's a pretty pretty grim movie. Yeah. In fact, e- even in that part, I think I was the only one in the theater laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the psycho that everybody started feeling real uncomfortable about. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, they're like, we we might need to leave. I'm sure they was less worried about me than all the freaking kids in the theater. I don't know what people were thinking. Really? Was I didn't. About, I didn't have a lot of kids that came. There was about saw ten kids. kids in that Pretty theater. <laughs> That were all shorter than my waist. That's how young they were. There was two babies crying at two different points. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with people? Yeah. I this think is... it was a lot of neck beards. You know, <laughs> that our parents that decided they want to bring their two year old just because they want to see this movie so bad and they couldn't get a sitter. Josiah, on the other hand, was a very grown up adult. He couldn't get a sitter. He stayed at home. What the hell is wrong with you people? Why can't you do that? Just so everybody understands how angry Tom is, he also has a neck beard, and he's hating on the neck beards. Very so. true. Very true. It must be pretty much. He he must hate them a lot. Look, I got their look. <laughs> I don't have their attitude towards life. I appreciate that. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it works good on you, anyways, Tom. Thank you. Thank you, Gordon. But yeah, and a couple like young kids too that like I feel like them watching this. Like, there's nothing in this film. That's like I don't know if they maybe they thought it was a Batman movie, like the Joker's gonna fight Batman at one time. The parents just didn't know. I don't see how you could watch a trailer for the film and think this is probably gonna be good for my kids. Did they just do so little research that that's what it was? Or was it just the fact that they didn't care? What would you lean towards, Gordon? I'm gonna have to say they didn't care (laughs) or they just don't understand how a child's brain works that's maybe. terrible that's terrible because this is a very dark it's like bringing your kid to watch taxi driver this is a hard r movie it, i mean it is essentially and it's not fun no like kids kid, are going to either be bored or traumatized or both which they probably or are. just flat out not understand what they're seeing right right they won't understand they'll zone out and then when somebody gets stabbed in the eye they're gonna be like oh my god <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> like this is not a movie for kids at all it's not fun don't bring your kids to see this movie if you're listening to this do a little bit of goddamn research please just once just watch the trailer watch one trailer watch the trailer say oh that looks good for kids <laughs> i don't know where you get this from man. i think this will be good this is it so uh, yeah um what else did you uh want to talk about with it we talked about the clown and the gun. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was the main one I wanted to hit on. Was the children's hospital with the gun? <laughs> that was still, it, it might have been my favorite scene. It, it's it rivals that other one. It's yeah. Those are I think probably the two best scenes in the in the film. Um, I think yeah, like you said, they're probably one of the only two comedy relief scenes yeah there's everything not, there's, not, there's not a lot of comedy in there to break it up and that leads me to my next question yeah that has been dc's thing right they kind of got away with it with justice league not being funny they were trying <laughs> <laughs> this were... movie's by far funnier than justice league. <laughs> just the two without trying yet. yeah yeah uh, where justice league was trying and yeah. they were trying to Jump more into the Marvel universe yeah. uh, style of filmmaking. Ridiculous. How do you feel about this return to darkness and where this leads for other DC films? 
I don't think it necessarily has to lead in. I think this is almost its own. This is a standalone. Sure, sure. It is. This is it, it is, which is why they only used, you know, they used a different Joker and right. all that other stuff. Like I said, if they, they couldn't do a sequel if they wanted to. Bruce Wayne, the Joker's 44 in this film, Josiah. Bruce Wayne's eight. So we got 20. So by the time he's even young Batman, you know, Joker's going to be willing, you know, have a cane. You know, be doing jobs. This is its own thing. You know, they just wanted... They used the Joker's name for money and for recognition, and this is going to be into that. It's just... And, you know, they can do other films like that. I mean, it's kind of like a a pseudo-reflection of Logan, although I think Logan was much better than this film. I I think I liked... liked, A lot more. I think I liked Logan more as well. Um, I think it just had everything. I think they're kind of in the same vein, mm-hmm. you know, Definitely. just like this this standalone story with these characters that we all know, just this one off, and then we're done. Mm-hmm. And you know, if they try to do a sequel to this movie, I think it would fail. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I know that Joaquin Phoenix has stated his interest in doing another one. So he wants to. He wants to. Um, well, who will others are director? Or <laughs> I think the director might be interested as well. Um, Who's done we'll what, see. by the way? Have you seen? Did he do the Hangover movies? He did like the Hangover movies. Yeah, he did some. So he was mainly comedy. Was his his forte this for a while? Very off. Is it? Yeah. Who is it? Was it David Ayers? No, it was, David uh, Ayers. Who was it? I feel like it's Toby something, Tom something. I cannot remember his name. Doesn't matter. He's done like the Hangover movies. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and this movie, well, it's like you said, is very off. Uh, he's got range on Todd, it. It's Todd Phillips. Todd That's Phillips. who it was. Todd. Yeah. I was thinking Toby. So here, let's, uh, let's... IMDb. Let's go through his uh, his filmography really quick. Because it is, it is hilarious to see what he's done before this. And then you try to figure out why the hell he decided to do a joke. I thought it was supposed to be like Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio at one point. For like, this film? Yeah. That was supposed for to be a very, very brief moment. Yeah, Leonardo I, DiCaprio. But I think this is that about. same script that was presented to both those two, and I think they passed it, and you know, and then these two took over. Right. Uh, so, for example, um, Todd Phillips, Starsky and Hutch. That's a good movie. I like that movie. He Borat. Eh, not so much on now. The Hangovers, it, different. Hangovers one, two, and three. One, two, and three. Uh, did you ever watch Due Date with uh, Robert Downey no, Jr. Zach Galifianakis? I've seen that one. Old School. Old School is one of the best comedies ever made. Road Trip. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> War Dogs. Um, I'm not sure if he. Well, he definitely didn't direct Stars Born because uh, Bradley Cooper did, but he was involved in it. So he, there's a couple dramas in there that he's been involved with, but that's it. It's all comedy until you get to Joker. That's just very weird, isn't it? It's pretty bizarre. He was really, I mean, the studio was really taking a chance on this guy. So let's talk about that because that is another thing that I've been reading lately. The studio actually did not expect this to succeed. Really? They gave it a pretty minimal budget. Yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't no money in this movie. Very, very small budget. Was it like $50 million? It may have been. I, I'd have to check it. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what it, it was. was. It was close to that. It was like, They didn't want to give it a lot of money. I think it was like $44 million. Yeah. You know, there's like this new like teen comedy that's like $250 million or something that I saw. And this movie had like $44 million behind mm-hmm. it. It just goes to tell you. Like I said, I mean, they was just using. They didn't have money. a lot of. They didn't have a lot of. Uh, um, uh, they just, they just didn't think it'd work, right? They but they, they, have a lot they of knew they'd at least make their money back on the name alone, mm-hmm. and they did. It made like what eighty eight million the opening weekend. That's their budget twice. This movie's gonna if make, it's what it, I could be wrong. This on. This movie's gonna make a lot of money. Right. It already has. Yeah, so people resonate with this character and this his mental illness. But also, uh, Jared Leto has been running his mouth a little bit lately. Yeah, about I've been, this I've movie. been seeing articles pop up about that. He's really, really not happy about it. Um, and there's speculation. It has not been confirmed, but there's a lot of speculation um, from certain sources saying that he actually tried to kill this movie. 
Really? He actively tried to kill this movie. <laughs> now, see, when you say that, it makes me think of like him like sneaking around. In the backdrop in, with his little Joker, well, green hair. Cut, cutting cords and dropping <laughs> banana pills. And, <laughs> yes, this movie will not succeed. Like a Dick Dastardly character. Or yeah, something. exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he ended up trying to pull some strings with the, the studios, calling a couple people and saying, hey, you shouldn't make this movie. Hey, this is dumb. Don't do this. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I mean, I'm available. You yeah. guys want to try a different, uh, something, something else? Something fresh? He's, it's not helping him because he's just getting destroyed. People just look at it as a weak move. It is a weak move. Like, if you're it's just true. trying to cover this up because it's better than what you did. Yep. Not necessarily your fault, but I think even if his Joker was added to the movie fully, I still think it probably wouldn't have worked. No. I don't He'd think... at least be close to the age. Sure. Because his Joker is like 20 years younger than this Joker, and he's already fighting Batman. Which is crazy, because Jared Leto's 44. Is he? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, he's old. So he's at least the same age. He's the same age. <laughs> and he's fighting Batman. Yeah. This Joker's still got 20 years to wait. Yep. <laughs> but then, then again, uh, how old's Ben Affleck? He's got to be pushing 50 he, now, he's right? He's probably close to that age. Yeah. 48, maybe. He's, is he the oldest Batman we've seen? I think so, yeah. It probably is. Oldest on-screen Batman. And uh, Robert Pattinson should be the, the youngest, correct? Maybe. I don't know. How old was Val Kilmer? Hmm, I don't know. I feel like he had to have been in his late 30s, maybe? The point is, whoever the Batman was, this Joker couldn't have took him. Okay, he couldn't even fight the Adam West Batman. <laughs> this Joker's not fighting anybody. That's why if you're going into this film expecting a real portrayal of the Joker, don't. Yeah. This, it, this Joker... It's a good story. I'm not saying it, it, it ruins the story at all, but it's not a Joker film for true Joker fans. Right. The The Joker that you're familiar with is a mastermind. He's planning heists. He's... Charismatic. This Joker's charismatic. meek. This, this Joker is struggling to... Wipe his own ass. Right. Like, yeah. he's, he's really struggling just to maintain hygiene. And if they were going to say, well, eventually he turns into the Joker, they didn't show any signs of it here. Because mm-hmm. any chance he has to do it, they don't take him. Like, you know, he doesn't, he, he feels pain. He's not charismatic. He, uh, everything's given to him at this point, you know. He just shoots a couple, anybody can shoot a couple people, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing sets this character apart to be Joker. I guess that would be my final thoughts on the film. Fair enough. Out of ten, what would you give the film? Seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah, I think only because, you know, it's pretty good, and it's seven because of Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Easily. But narratively, it's kind of predictable. The twists, I think, are... A little cliched, and, you know, at the end of the day, they really don't help the character any. Right. And they're just more for shock value. Yeah. And uh, it had a great look to it. And I liked how it had a good the, tone. the yeah. use of color. The, the the yeah, the kind of a muted color palettes in there um, definitely added to the feel. Yeah. Um, I actually was reading that the director, um, I thought this was a good move, to make... Um, Gotham seem more foreboding and kind of looming over top of you to feel kind of, you know, choked, yeah. to feel like you're just suffocated. Yeah, um, a lot of the skylines, a lot of the buildings were added to be higher yes. so that um, so that it, it, you couldn't see the you sky. You feel small. You, you miss the sky a lot in that film. It just You see buildings. There's just buildings. Until there's there. one scene when he's above the clouds and you can see the sky. The stair scene. I'm sure you've seen memes just just about this the stair scene. Yep. I don't think so. No. Where he's uh, dancing on the stairs. Oh yeah. I didn't the expect stairs. the stair scene to turn out the way it did. <laughs> that was actually a hilarious way for that to turn out. Yeah. Because you you think he's just having this moment of like dancing on the stairs, and then there's like the cops just pop up behind him. Yeah. Like, and he what are you doing? Running. <laughs> and he's hey! like, oh. <laughs> he just takes ass. off. Yeah. <laughs> he just starts running. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty good. But yeah, I think. Um, what do you think, Gordon? All together, eight and a half. It's very fair. Eight and a half out of ten. There were some things that could have been better. Um, but I think his performance really carried the film. I thought the writing was solid. Um, cinematography was great. 
mm-hmm. in this film. Um, it felt very grounded. It felt everything felt very believable. Um, I didn't feel anything in there was too fantastical that it felt mythical to a certain extent. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. Um, so I liked that. Sure, you could you could definitely say that it was like a real realistic portrayal of the Joker with mm-hmm. that's not really in the DC universe. Sure, because the Batman's the Batman movies, even Christopher Nolan's, you kind of have to dis you know you gotta yeah you gotta you gotta suspend sus- your your belief for a little bit exactly. to kind of but everything seems like it could be a thing. If not, at least one day could be a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what this Christopher Nolan one, does very well. This is one tier lower than. Nolan's because right. Nolan's is pretty realistic, but this is yeah. like super realistic. Yeah, this this definitely takes the realism to a whole nother level. So, yeah. um, I really appreciated that about the film. Mm-hmm. So, any other comments? Anything else you want to talk about? Just how what do you think of the film overall? What your Still have not seen the movie. What would you, you give, it, give, it, out of, yeah, out you give it out of ten? Um, Probably like a just from hearing seven us talk and a half, eight. Hearing us talking about it, I agree with that. He, he'll he'll give it a seven. I feel half. like I'd probably like it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it was really good. Is there anything else we want to talk about today, boy? Anything no. y'all been doing? Uh, no. I you have... and I have uh, plans. I think we'll do a podcast on that movie coming up. What one? The Lighthouse. Didn't you agree to go? William Defoe. With yes. Yeah. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, William Defoe, uh, Robert Eagers. Wouldn't that be a director great... of The Witch? Let's say that we, as everyone should know by now on this podcast, screw that movie. We love so <laughs> that was pretty good. We love it pretty dearly. At least I do. But imagine those two, Batman Joker. What do you think? We already got one confirmed. That's true. Did I'm... if I'm not mistaken, was Paul Dano? Confirmed as the Riddler. The Riddler. He's going to be the Riddler. Yeah, I was pretty excited. Who was Catwoman? Catwoman was somebody too. She's some girl I've never heard of, but she looked. Who was it? I don't know. Some chick. Up. She looked pretty hot. Black chick. You know, she looked pretty good. <laughs> well, uh, which I'm not saying is is the only. You know, um, let's see. Uh, what's the word? Uh, the only thing you need for the character. You know, you need some gravitas. But uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Who the, knows? The cast is looking good. I like Robert, Paul Dano. Robert Pattinson is really showing his class lately. What do you think about that, Josiah? Robert Pattinson. We're talking about Edward as Batman. Yeah. I haven't really seen him in that much besides. He gets know. a lot of flack. He gets a lot of flack for well, he's that those teen, little dumb teen movies. Right. Well, he's on every teenage girl's wall. Sure. And, and men feel very... But insecure. He, I don't think he's. Uh, like I don't think he's taking it seriously. Uh, I watched High Life with him in it. He's got some chops. You're Crazy saying. movie. Uh, good time. Um, fantastic movie. I think everybody should see that movie. Robert Pattinson is should have won an award for that movie. You're saying it's a good time. It is a good time. It's a crazy time. That's one of the most stressful movies I've ever watched in my life. Really? It's hmm. stressful. Hmm. Um. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Is that she related to? That Le- is Lenny. That is, I'm pretty sure Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Yep. They do have, yeah. Um, yep. Nice, nice. Yeah, daughter of Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's a pretty pretty all star cast. Is this this is is this its own movie? The Batman. Yeah. Is it just a standalone? Or it is, is a standalone. It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt Reeves is the director. Right. 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 So, this is all coming back to me. Yeah. This was this was originally going to be Ben Affleck's movie with Ben Affleck's script. Are they using his script? They are not using his script. Oh. Matt Reeves said, "Fuck you! I'm writing my own script." So we will never ever get to see Ben Affleck's uh, script. There's about ten actors in Hollywood. That know a lot about Batman. Ben Affleck was one of them. Mm-hmm. He read the comics as a kid. He knew about the character. That's kind of disheartening to me to him. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to see his script at least. He uh, understands the Bat. Yeah. Whatever you want to say about his portrayal as a Bat, he understands the Bat as a character. And yep. he did what he could with what he had. Well, Ben Affleck has proven time and time again that he is an amazing writer and a pretty awesome director as yeah. well. 
He yeah. has the chops to do both of those things. If you don't, even if you don't care for his acting, and he the still best portrayal of Batman on the well. screen, without a doubt, he nailed the character. I would say so, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. he's. I think just it's a just brick house. Yeah, I think he he just killing or not. Yeah, you add the killing in, it's still the best above any of the other ones. I think. Add that on. Yeah. It's like breaking the biggest taboo. Yep. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Everybody's going to disagree with this. Forever. You're supposed to fear We're the only man. ones in America. You're supposed to fear him. He is a force of nature. Yep. Criminals think of him and they, they pee their pants. I'll, I'll still hold up to Do this day. Do you feel like that when you saw... Where's your trigger? <laughs> Don't tell me that. You saw that guy in the street. He's like, who's this asshole in a mask? So that's what it feels like. When you see the Batman coming after you, you're terrified. I tell you what, I'm, I still hold to this day that the best Batman scene I've ever seen on screen is where he's hiding in the little corner and the policeman turns and then he scurries along the wall. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying. He's like he's like he's an like animal. A creature. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to feel about him. Um, and then they kind of lost. You kind of lose some of that in Justice League. Yeah, you did. He kind of turns into a little bit of a phony. He did. He uh, he was so, he was putting up the cape at that point. Yeah. He was. I think he was totally checked out at that point. Yeah, yeah. I but think I'm he knew it wasn't going to happen anymore. But yeah, Matt Reeves, Batman. I think it could be good. There is also. I mean, I'm I'm so out of touch with most of this stuff now because we haven't been podding in two years. So, <laughs> I mean, I would read all the articles. I would listen to other podcasts. I would get insights. I've been completely disconnected from all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And on movies, a lot of them, it has been a delight. I mean, I'll tell people out there. To if you if if it's not necessary, don't see trailers and don't see certain things. Maybe see reviews like this movie was good and or bad, but try to stay away from a lot of stuff because it can really heighten your enjoyment for a movie. In particular, I don't know if you ever saw it, Gordon <laughs> Midsommar, the horror film. I didn't because I hated Hereditary. See, I never saw anything. I didn't. I didn't know what this movie was about, Gordon. So how'd you feel about it? When I saw it, I didn't know what to expect. Bernard drugged me out. He was like, Tom, I want you to go see a, a horror film with me. Yeah. I was pissed. But I did. And I said, I'm not gonna look at any I'm not gonna look at anything. I'm gonna go into this complete I didn't know what the what the plot was. I didn't know anything about it. It's basically like here's this scary cult thing happening in broad daylight. Right. When I saw the people, I was like, Well, these are some weird people. I didn't know they were a cult at the point. Because hmm. I knew nothing about the film and it made it so much more enjoyable. Really? So you you liked it? Sure. Okay. It was very dark, much darker than the Joker. Oh my god. That's right here. There's a it there's a, a director's horrific film. There's a director's cut coming out with like extended stuff in it. I don't know how you could add any more horror to that film. It was just very unsettling and very strange. I'll tell you what, watch I'll try to well, it's not it's still not playing in theaters anymore, is it? What? Midsommar. I don't think Probably so. Probably not. Um It's on Voodoo. I might try to watch it. Go and rent it. Watch Hereditary. Just do that mm. for me. Do it for me. Because I, I, I've heard a lot about it. Everybody, I know about everybody it. is like, "This is one of the best horror films I've ever seen," and I Overrated. cannot fucking stand it. It is Hate horrible. It. it is terrible. It is cringy. It is tough to watch. My Shelby and I, we sat there and watched it and just Hate laughed. It. We just kept looking at each other, like, "Is this for? Is this a real movie? Is this serious?" What about the scene? Where the little girl's head comes off. Hilarious. Just started dying. Hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) God. It's supposed to be a really tragic scene. But it's just not. It's It's one of the funniest moments of the entire The tension's all wrong, you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Uh, They do a pretty decent job like building up creepiness in it. And then it just... It gets ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I hear that. I will tell you, Midsommar was a pretty good film. And it was structurally pretty good. And a lot of the beats... Like, it's not all of a sudden, like, it doesn't make sense at a certain point. Like, everything leads to something, and all of a sudden, you're here. And it makes sense. It's not like what you speak of hereditary, mm-hmm. which was all over the place. I think, it, yeah. I think it was. And I think you have to really, really just open your mind to it on so many levels, which I just couldn't do. I prefer films that are more grounded. I prefer films that are more realistic even horror films like The Witch. It's about a witch, but it still feels pretty realistic, does it not? Sure. Yeah. Well, that's great because I did want to bring up an idea oh. on the podcast oh, wow. of where I might like to go with the podcast. Oh, my God. And if what Gordon 
just said it's true, he's going to love it. Oh, Jesus. Just how you ready for that? Yeah. Let's go through all the worst slashers <laughs> and horrific horror films <laughs> of the 80s and do like a ranking system. Okay. We just do. We just really delve into it, and we really pick these movies apart. I'm talking Halloween. I'm talking Friday the 13th. I'm talking Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw Massacre. The list goes on. Okay. And we match them. We, we pair them up, and then maybe me and Gordon gives a grade that we don't tell each other on each one. You combine them together, and then just how you read a list of all of them in order. From best to worst. And we finally figure out what is the best 80s horror film. Schlock. Okay. Not, I'm not talking about art house stuff here. I'm not talking about the gay stuff that Gordon likes. I'm talking about... You know I was going to take some of them out. <laughs> you know I was going to start getting... I was going to start doing some research and yeah. pulling some crazy horror movies out of my ass. Well, um... There's also a few that I'd like to watch that I have watched. I mean, have you gotten into any of these films like Reanimator or From Beyond? Just these. I've heard of Reanimator, but I have not seen it. There's some good stuff out there, Gordon. There's some gold. Sure, there is. That I think you would love. I'm usually not a big fan of 80s movies. Yeah, I've been delving into them like you read about. I got this app called Shudder. It's like $6 a month. It's all it is is horror films. And it's got some pretty good stuff on there. And I've just been consuming really yeah I've, I've watched just about every 80s horror film that was made in the last like two or three months i watched them all <laughs> all right okay one that really stuck out to me that i'd recommend just like a nugget is the original texas chainsaw massacre i'm not talking about two three four seven or the new beginning the first one. This will be a really good podcast then because you like that movie? That movie was, it's like, kind of like the godfather of horror films. It started a lot. A lot of things that later everybody else ripped off, but this was the original. And it's directed very well. Builds a lot of tension. Is intense. While the rest of them... Turn into complete schlock. It was actually a good film. I couldn't stop laughing at that film. Well, I mean, you watch it today. This was in 1978. See, I watched it with that view. If you watch it today, with some of the shit that the kids see today and the desensitization of the country, it's probably not that jarring. I, I watched about 45 minutes to an hour of it, and then I stopped because I couldn't. See, I couldn't watch it. Stop watching it because a lot of the first 40 minutes is slow. Any film. It wasn't even the slowest. Watch The Deer Hunter. Watch Rocky. Watch The Shining. You know that I they love. They take 40 minutes to get going. <laughs> you That's know. That's not for our audience today. You better get going in the first 10 seconds. You know you make it that I love the art house films and all those indie snowflake films. Well, you don't act like it. And that film was brilliant. That film even though I did trash. Even though I did fall asleep. It's a yeah, exactly. The first, it's the so first boring. But it when it got going and you really see the direction and the tone and you're thinking people that watch this must have lost their minds because this this would be horrifying. It was brilliant for its age and like I said, a lot of stuff after it ripped it off and maybe, did a worse job. Maybe it could Rob have been Zombies received movies, well then. Ripped them off, did a worse job. Maybe this it could have original. been received well then, but. That movie does not stand up now. It doesn't. It does. It does not. It does. Go watch it. And you tell us, folks. I want all the nasty comments towards yeah. Gordon. Tell tell Tom how fucking stupid he is. And uh, how dumb his opinion is. And be excited for what we got coming up. But, uh, I think it'll be good. All right. We'll wrap it up for this week, all right? Till next time, folks. All right, see ya. Peace out.